and welcome to another edition of Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where Team Needham discusses everything healthcare. I'm your host, Sean Needham, along with my wonderful wife, Janet, and we are streaming live from the Team Needham abode today at our midweek podcast of Health Solutions. And today, because we are getting closer to the holidays, and you know, once November starts, you know how it's kind of like everything is put on hold until after the first of the year? That's how I feel when we start November. Um, I also know that when we start November, you know, weather changes, people aren't outside as much, and then people start eating more with all the holiday parties and just um, the holiday schedules. So um, Jan and I are going to give some tips about not just healthy eating, but just um, healthy habits during the holidays is really what we should be talking about on this podcast. So I'm going to let Janet go first. Janet, what's your first? So my first suggestion is have a plan because I think one of the problems that we have when we hit into the holiday seasons or into a season where whether it be you're going to have a trip or you're going to go on a vacation is that we just let it happen haphazardly and just let go. And with our health, it's the small things over time that matter. So I'm not saying that we can't have moments of indulging, but don't let it go over the top. So one of the things that I plan in in my my goal setting is how I'm going to attack if we are at an event where there's a lot of food or a lot of drink. And my best attack is to avoid things that I know that I have issues with. Yeah, for sure. Um, now, we can't always avoid those situations, but we can always prepare ourselves. So first of all, um, you know, if there's things that are not good for you, um, you know, prepare by eating well early on anyway. Yes. Um, and, you know, focus on protein. And I'm a big believer in animal protein. I think it's much more sa- um, satisfying, satiating than um, plant-based protein. So um, I don't think all proteins are created equal. So when you hear about protein goals, you know, you know, get 40 grams per meal or whatever. I, I think if you really want to be um, satisfied with your protein goal and just overall um, with your satiety, I think eating meat-based protein is much better because it's so nutrient-dense. Right. So for me, and this is this is just me, there's other people that have different crutches or different issues. I love cookies. So that is not a place that I go. If I do, I am going to, like Sean said, I'm going to eat my protein first. I'm going to feel full before I indulge in something like that. And if we do do that, it's going to be like shared in a dessert or something that's small portions and not large. And I, I'm not saying that we can't have uh, carbs or we can't indulge in and have some fun, but we don't need to go over the top because it's, it's keeping on goal. It's, it's keeping ahead of our, our, um, places that we have weaknesses and we all do. So I think having a goal in mind helps. And the other tip that I have for myself, if I stay hydrated, that helps me a lot. So drinking water and, and sometimes I'm not the best at doing that. And I do use electrolytes with my water as well. And that seems to help too, because if you're not thirsty, um, you feel fuller when you eat and you don't 
feel because sometimes when you're thirsty, you think you're hungry and really you're not, you're just, you just need hydration. That's true. And Janet was talking about desserts and portions of dessert. Jan and I eat dessert regularly, um, mostly when we go out, um, but we share it. Our favorite is cream brulee. And we usually, um, you know, finish our dinners off with uh, coffee and cream brulee and we just share the cream brulee. And so you're talking, you know, there's three, 400 calories, depending on the size of cream brulee. Cream brulees are usually pretty small um, and we share that between the two of us. So, um, you know, we're always careful about when we do have dessert, if it's, they don't have cream brulee on the menu. And I love chocolate. Chocolate and peanut butter is my weakness. Um, we'll always ask them, you know, if it's a chocolate lava cake, well, how big is a chocolate lava cake? Oh, it's really big. It's like, well, then just don't order it because I guarantee you if I order it, I will eat it. I guarantee it. So it's the same thing as, you know, Jan talks about cookies. We don't have cookies in the house. No. Nope. Because I would eat them all. I well, mean, seriously. I, I mean, once I, I once I start eating one, I will yeah. eat them all. I mean, I'm the kind of guy that literally I used to be able to eat a, a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts. No lie. Um, and once I would get started, I would just keep eating them. So I just we just don't put that stuff in our house. Um, so we have healthy snacks in our house. I mean, the healthy snacks is an apple and maybe throw some peanut butter on it. And I know for all you people out there that are the anti-seed oil people, you can tell me how bad peanut butter is. But I really honestly don't think seed oil is the biggest problem in America. I think it's like Janet said, it's portions right. and hyperactive fork syndrome. People just eat too much because we literally, once we get home, we have an unlimited food source. Right. And it's easier to um, lose control when you're with other people, especially when other people are doing the same thing. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't enjoy one another's company, but we don't have to do it to the extreme that it puts us into a health risk or, or a problem. And I really believe that overindulging in just sugars and carbs actually set us up for even infections because it puts us in inflammation. Um, our body doesn't like it. And so um, it is important on how to approach um, dealing with situations that you can lose your control. And the, the longer or the more that you have um, plans in place that you can stick with the better off you are over time. So, um, like we talked about our house, we, we don't, we don't bring home things that we, um, believe we're going to question or have problems with. So that has to be in our social life too. And, uh, so when you go to church and they have concerts or you go to, um, you know, an event that has a lot of, of treats, have a plan in place to avoid your problem. Now, it may not be that. It could be simply, you know, um, you go to the store and you are planning for your holiday meals and you bring home things that you shouldn't. Um, so, you know, keep that in mind. Make a list. Um, those are kind of things that I do to keep us on track is the list stays and I stay away from the, the areas um, that can be a problem. So, um, you know, I don't bring home the snacks that I know that Sean and I are going to struggle with. Well, and make a list and stick to it yes. and don't impulse buy. Um, another thing is too, is don't go to the grocery store hungry. Um, you know, because you will buy things that you probably shouldn't buy if you're, if you're hungry. So, uh, make a list, stick to it. Um, another thing about the holidays is 
um, or about health in general. We talk often on our podcast, there's really three things that we can do to keep our bodies healthy. And we focus on diet a lot, but I also um, tell people that the most important thing when it comes to keeping our bodies healthy is sleep. Um, And people get them flipped around a lot. People think the most important thing, you know, when they see a a healthy athlete or just a healthy person in general, they think, wow, boy, that guy must go to the gym a lot or that guy must ride his bike a lot or whatever. It's like, no, Um, you know, even high caliber athletes don't usually work out more than 20 hours a week. And that's a lot, even for an endurance athlete. I mean, the top caliber guys will do more than that, but that's a lot even for an endurance athlete for most strength type guys, like bodybuilders and powerlifters, they work out less than five hours a week. I mean, and that's like maximum, but what do they pay attention to? They pay attention to their diet and they pay attention to their rest. Because remember, we don't get stronger when we exercise. No. We get stronger when we rest. That's the only way our body rebuilds and repairs. And, and we get stronger, fitter, faster, bigger. Um, that doesn't happen when we work out. If we don't have proper recovery, then we will not get stronger. And that gets even more so as we age. I agree with that statement. <laughs> Excuse so, me. One of, one of the things that... Sorry. One of the things that's helped us is that we are more mindful of what's important to the holidays. It's not the things and the stuff. It's really the time that we spend and also the enjoyment of the, the, the time that we have with other people or ourselves. And so I think women are probably more guilty of this than men that, you know, we stress about the gifts that we have to buy for everybody or, or how to prepare the meal. So plan ahead and gather things slowly and, and be, just be more mindful because I don't think my children, now that they are adults, remember every gift that was under the tree. I don't think that was the important part of spending that time together. I think the time together is more important and the quality of time. So, you know, take, take a load off yourself relax more. Um, Sean and I listen a lot of times to music to just relax when we get home and and to unplug. We don't have to run around and um, have every gift under the tree like the Joneses. I mean, let's remember our children aren't going to remember all the gifts. They're going to remember the time that you spent together. So give yourself a break and think about what's really important and then, you know, slowly go after what you want to achieve with your holiday because I know when our kids were little, you know, it was programs and, you know, uh, concerts and, you know, you felt like you were just rushed the whole entire time and planning and just doing things at a better pace, I think helps with our stress level and we sleep better when we're not stressed out. I mean, I think our cortisol levels really put us at a risk factor for choosing bad goals because when you're stressed out and you're tired, you just you unplug and you, and you do things that you probably wouldn't if you weren't stressed. Well, not only that, but <clears throat> excuse me, our cortisol being too high all the time is just bad for our health. Right. You know, cortisol is made in our adrenal glands to help us respond to stress. Our adrenal glands are what makes adrenaline. Adrenaline is our fight or flight hormone, also known as epinephrine. Um, Adrenal glands also make cortisol, and it should make it in a diurnal fashion. 
So it should make it start out, make it highest in the morning and it should go down slowly throughout the day and be in lowest when we're sleeping at night. And if you can't sleep at night, it might be because your cortisol levels are too high. And sleeping, if you don't sleep and your cortisol levels are elevated all the time, nothing else will get better. Um, You know, we talk about that all the time. That's why rest is so important. And remember, I said cortisol should be highest during the day and lowest at night. So we are diurnal creatures. We are made to work during the day and sleep at night. So for anybody that is shift care that are shift workers and they're having problems sleeping, um, it, it's not worth your life. I mean, you need to change jobs. Seriously, it's just because we see it quite often. Yeah. You know, forty-year-old or fifty-year-olds that have been do, doing shift work for the last 20, 30 years of their life, and it has just destroyed their bodies. It has. So we we talk about exercise a lot, and. Um, One of the things that I think women forget is that we don't have to go crazy and and try to run many miles to to achieve what we need to to be fit. And the older I get, the more I realize that sometimes those exercises that we need to do could be 20 to 30 minutes in the morning because that's usually the best time for us because it's harder later in the day. Um, But just keeping our balance and using our own body for resistance and just keeping moving because a lot of times in our lives right now, we're very stationary and we sit in one spot or stand in one spot. So also I'm mindful, not only of the exercise part, but just moving throughout the day. You know, I see a lot more people, um, walking around the block on their break or just getting up and moving from your desk. Um, those things are important. They add up over time because, not moving our muscles and not moving our body, it adds up. And the more you keep moving, the less I believe that we hurt. And also it helps our brain. I mean, the movements help the neurotransmitters. We feel better. We think better. Um, we're not as uh, moody for that reason, I say, because sometimes we're under stress at work or even at home. And movement helps that because it stimulates the right things in our brain to help us achieve our goals and be happier. There is no better drug for depression than exercise period. And that can be just simple movement. Like Janet said, just get up and move. It doesn't take a lot and it doesn't take a lot. It doesn't take a fancy gym. You don't have to go to the gym. Don't make that a barrier. Um, You don't even have to have weights at home. Um, We have, talked about bands on this program before, um, but you don't even have to have resistance bands and just use body weight stuff, pushups, you know, pull-ups, just push pull exercises with your upper body and your lower body. So body weight squats, um, body weight deadlifts, just bend over and touch your toes 20 times. Seriously, that can be very, very effective. And here's what I like to tell people when they say, that just doesn't seem like it's going to be very effective. I'm like, okay, what are you doing now? Well, I'm doing nothing. Right. Okay. Well, then just start with something. Right. And, and you know, some people will talk about how worthless walking is. Well, if you're doing nothing now, walking is great. You know, now, if you want to progress to be a runner, then obviously you're going to have to start running. Or you want to be, you know, a biker, you're going to have to start biking. And you're going to have to probably put some intensity into it if you want to start being competitive. But for just general health, move. Look at what our ancestors did. I mean, a lot of times, you know, they were not running or sprinting, maybe for a few seconds at a time if they were hunting something, 
but largely they were just walking all day. Right. So the whole point is, is you don't have to make it a big production. It's just start doing something. Um, I feel the older I get that stretching is more important and actually the, the actually movement, whether it's just getting your body warmed up and loosened up and, and it's just something, right? It, it's just something because it relieves stress. It clears your mind. We feel and think better and interact with people better. So don't stay stagnant. So do something. Um, and back on the rest thing. So, Make it a priority to get rest during the holidays or any time for that matter, but especially during the holidays. Most people get more time off during the holidays. That's kind of originally, if you look at the holiday season, that's kind of um, why it kind of started to, to be a rest period in, a, in an agriculture society when there was no more harvest and stuff like that. Um, you know, November and December were typically times where you could take kind of a, a little bit of a rest period. So take advantage of that rest. Don't, don't over, don't over schedule yourself and get in rest. Um, you know, and if you're, whether you're a competitive athlete or not, we need rest and, especially as we get older for recovery and to prevent injuries. Um, I can tell you that, you know, as a, as a competitive mountain bike racer, I, I deal with injuries all the time and that's okay. Um, I've, I just deal with that. Um, but I will tell you these last couple months when I've taken some time and just not worked out quite as hard, I will tell you that my knee injuries, my, my shoulder, my, my ribs, all those things get better every day. And that's because my body's not overstressed working out. It has time to make those things recover. So when I do start working out harder, I can come back stronger. And finally, I want to say one thing about, since we're pharmacists, we always talk about um, things that we should avoid. And, and I'm not saying you shouldn't have alcohol during the holidays, but I am saying limit yourself and be careful because it is a poison and too much is not healthy for any of us. Um, it doesn't help with your overall health. We don't make great choices always. So just, just be mindful of it. It is a time I think that we indulge more than other times for some people. So just keep it in mind because those are calories that we don't always think about and we do have to detox. So not saying don't do it. I'm just saying limit yourself and I think you'll get through the holidays without putting on extra weight or extra stress. Well, and Janet said it, alcohol is a poison for sure. Um, and our body treats it as such. So when it has to detoxify from alcohol, it totally inhibits, not totally, but it does decrease recovery in our body for other things. Um, because it's working on detoxifying yourself from a poison. So, and I think the worst thing, is not just the, calories and alcohol and it's a poison i think probably the worst thing that happens when people overindulge in alcohol is you start making bad food choices um you know one drink's okay two drinks nah three drinks like oh i'm hungry and i want to eat this and i want to eat that and next thing you know you've eaten a couple thousand calories um between drinking and eating um you know when your overall calorie goal for the day was 1500 so that's why I think it's important to limit your alcohol consumption, not just because it's a poison. 
Um, as we finish this podcast up, um, what I would like to mention is the three things again that our body needs to stay healthy in proper order. Sleep being most important. Diet being second most important. And exercise being third most important. Now, there is four things, many more when you get into the details of it, but the fourth thing is mental health, healthy mental health, and, and healthy relationships. Um, first of all, you'll have probably have good mental health if you do those first three things. Um, that doesn't mean you'll necessarily have healthy relationships. And I think it's an, I can tell you from my standpoint, as I get older, um, I don't want toxic people in my life. I don't want negative people in my life. I want positive people. Um, and positive people bring out positive energy in me. Negative people bring out negative energy. So if there's negative people around you all the time, or people that are negative all the time, I would change that. Um, I don't like being around negative people. I like being around positive people that make me a better person. I like being around people that um, make me thrive. I like being around people that are better than me. Um, that way I will thrive to be um, better than myself. So lastly, I'm going to say that um, one of the lessons that I've learned in the past maybe two or three years is that Outside forces have tried to tell us that humans don't need to be around humans. And that's not true. We're, we were meant to interact with one another. And so one of the things that I've made a goal in, in this last year was tell the people in your life that you appreciate and want in your life that you love them. It's really important to use those words, spend time with them, make them or let them know that they're important to you and, and, in your life. Sometimes we can't always see each other. Sometimes we're distant just because of uh, travel or how far we are away from one another. But I will say this in the past few months, um, let those people know. I mean, they can be your coworkers. I know that sounds strange in this world because we don't want to have that in our, our society, but it's true. Um, we need to let our friends, our neighbors, our um you know, I have had a few customers that have been in our business coming through our door for 25 years. And I love these people. They're wonderful people. They need to know that you care about them. So, you know, that's really one of the best things about the holidays is we're supposed to interact with our family and friends and let people know that, you know, as human beings, that we do have good relationships and that we love them and appreciate them in our lives. So that's that's my tip because I feel like other cultures are better about that. When we took our trip to Argentina, we saw how that culture just embraced each other as humans and as individuals. And I think there's a big lesson about how we've adapted this um, stay in your corner, stay in your house, don't go out, don't interact. And, and I'm not buying that. We, we As we were born, we needed to connect with our mother. Otherwise, we failed to thrive. That's really huge because when you think about it, we would rather die as an infant if we don't have that bond with our mother or with someone. So we need to thrive in healthy relationships. We need to we need to share our emotions and our care to other people and extend that. Absolutely. Hey, I love you, Janet. Love you too. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up our our uh, session today. Um, we thank you guys for following us and listening to us. Um, our 
our podcast, we never thought that when we started this over three years ago, actually four years ago, 2019, we never thought that we would, you know, be here four years later doing episode, this is 400 and something. Um, it's It's been a great journey and it's a great way for us to educate and empower individuals to take charge of their own health. And that's what our goal always has been with this podcast. I wrote a book about it. Um, the book is called Sickened, How the Government Ruined Healthcare and How to Fix It. And if you would like um, to... Be, get updated on my book, go ahead and text that number um, down at the bottom of the screen and um, you can get updates on my book or go to Amazon and you can find my book, my book there. Um, it's called Sickened, How the Government Ruined Healthcare and How to Fix It. And, you know, unlike a lot of books or people that complain about our healthcare system, this one actually has a fix. And one of the fixes is, is that we do through this podcast is to educate and empower individuals to take charge of their own health. That's the only way that we can get out of the system is to make sure that we don't have to be in the system. So um, thank you all for tuning in to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Tune in Monday to our regular scheduled podcast, 1230 to 1.30 Pacific Standard Time. Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Thank you.